In this case, a man received more than $300,000 in profits from selling an investment property. He spent lavishly rather than safeguarding the funds with almost two-thirds of the money gone. This financial spree was not driven by generosity but by an apparent effort to prevent his former wife from claiming a share of the money in their divorce. What's the legal perspective in dispersing assets during a divorce? Divorce is a challenging time for any couple. Emotions can run high, the division of assets can get complicated. Sometimes one spouse may even try to disperse funds and assets to protect their own share during divorce proceedings. However, these tactics often backfire. Today, we'll talk about a real-life case involving such tactics and three critical lessons on how the courts handle such situations. In this case, a man received more than $300,000 in profits from selling an investment property. He spent lavishly rather than safeguarding the funds with almost two-thirds of the money gone. Some highlights of his expenditures include helping his son buy a car, making a down payment on his son's HDB flat, lending money to a friend, and even buying shares in another friend's name. This financial spree was not driven by generosity, but by an apparent effort to prevent his former wife from claiming a share of the money in their divorce. What's the legal perspective in dispersing assets during a divorce? Hiding and dissipating assets in a divorce is not a new strategy. However, it rarely succeeds as most asset transfers leave paper trails that can be easily traced. In many cases, once the initial sums are identified, the burden is then on the culprits to justify why the assets should not be included in the shared assets pool. In our case, the court ordered the initial $300,000 sales proceeds to be returned to the matrimonial pool for division. This ruling made it unnecessary to examine the justifications behind the expenditure, such as buying the new car and the HDB flat deposit, meaning the man had to bear all these expenses himself. The court's decision offers essential guidance on how the courts handle spouses attempting to disperse substantial funds and assets during or after divorce proceedings. Here are three key lessons. Number one, spouses must agree to spend or to give. As long as a couple shares a common pool of assets, one spouse cannot spend or give away substantial portions without the other spouse's consent. Those who still insist on being generous risk being asked to replenish the amount from their own funds. Consider this example. If you're going through a divorce and decide to make a significant financial gift to a friend or family member from your shared assets, you may be required to reimburse the shared pool with your own money. Number two, acts to hide assets will be reversed. Business owners sometimes attempt to assign their company's shares to relatives or even to allies to make it appear that they're no longer in control. Such actions can easily be exposed and it's uncommon for valuable stakes to be given away without compensation. In these situations, the value of the transferred assets will be likely to be added back to the pool for division. Consider this example. If you sell company shares to a third party but try to hide the transaction, an expert can estimate the value of these shares, which will then be considered during asset division. Number three, spending on kids and relatives won't be shared. Once a divorce battle has commenced, former spouses cannot expect each other to share expenses even if those expenses benefit close relatives. If you decide to use your shared assets to buy expensive gifts for your children or parents, you must cover these expenses yourself. Consider this example. 
If you empty your bank account buying luxury items for your family, you should be prepared to bear these costs without expecting your former spouse to share them. While the court provides guidance on asset division, there's no strict rule on how couples should spend their money during or after divorce. Couples can continue to incur daily run-of-the-mill expenses even when their marriage ends. These expenses are considered reasonable if they are similar to those during the marriage. Ultimately, the court encourages couples to focus on the future instead of dwelling on past disputes. Nitpicking about minor assets can lead to more significant financial losses in legal fees. If, after all arguments and calculations, the potential adjustment of awarded sums is less than 10% of the previous award, appeals will not be sympathetically received. So, what's the takeaway? Attempting to hide or disperse assets rarely works, and weighing the cost and effort involved in disputes over minor assets is crucial. Ultimately, it's best to take a long-term perspective and focus on moving forward. While emotions can run high during divorce, addressing legal issues with a clear and level head can lead to a more peaceful resolution and a brighter financial future. So, now you know. If you found this helpful, follow and subscribe to our channel for more legal things.